Hello and welcome along. Thanks for listening. I've got two guests here on today's edition, one heading for her fourth Paralympic Games and then later an athlete heading for his first and he may be a new name for some of you, Thomas Young. But first it's Steph Reed, a medalist at the last three games, friend of this podcast competing in the long jump. I spoke to her from preparation camp in Yokohama, Japan. When I first arrived, it was kind of really surreal. The people here are amazing. I mean, obviously things are very different, um, but I just think Japanese people in general are the most cheerful, efficient problem solvers you have ever seen. And it is just really, really cool to be here. And where, you're in Yokohama at the preparation camp at the moment. So what's that like? So we are in a stunning, beautiful hotel of which we see very little uh, because we're not allowed to intermingle with the public. So we are using service elevators. We have one-way systems everywhere. Um, we have to eat behind barriers. We're not meant to linger. Uh, you're wearing masks all the time. Um, every bus ride you get on, there's a photo because if they need to contract trace, they need to know who you were sitting beside. Um, so that, oh, and um, once a day between seven and 10, we are allowed to go out for a walk with chaperones and um, you know breathe in some fresh air, which is nice. So, but then again, I mean, saying all that, I know it sounds weird, but no weirder than lockdown has been for, you know, the past little while. And where are you training? We are training at a stunning stadium that we have all to ourselves. Um, it, it's a hard track. It's fast. And um, yeah, it's a great location. When do you move them from the, the lovely hotel with the sea views to actually the athletes village with the sea views? On Monday. Um I, I, yeah, I'm pretty sure. Uh, yeah, so I'm I'm heading out on the 23rd. Is that a Monday? I don't know. The days they disappear here. Um, so yeah, that will be. Um, oh man, I'm gonna have to pack again. That won't be exciting. But uh, yeah, I'll be really exciting to get to the village. You've been to a village before, but I guess this is preparing you for a different experience in the athletes' village this time. Yeah, I really um I don't know what to expect. I've heard rumors there was some sort of Costa Coffee available, which is you know kind of exciting. Um, but I don't, I mean, the dining will be different. I think the one thing that will be hard is the best thing about the village is, you know, I've been doing this a long time and you've got lots of friends now in, in different nations. And unfortunately it just won't be the same in terms of, you know, hanging out and lingering. Um, I don't even know if, um, my partner Brent and I, Brent, Brent competes for Canada. I don't know if we'll be able to really see each other because it's just too much of a risk. You know, we're crossing a lot of contacts to do that and it just doesn't seem worth it so that part will be weird but I'm still excited to go yeah that's what I was going to ask you about Brent um and I guess because you're in different bubbles the easiest thing is like look we'll see each other back in the UK in a couple of weeks time yeah yeah I think I mean it's not like it's a hard and fast no but I mean like we're here to do our best and and taking that risk is just so not worth it and you know we can wait two more weeks (laughs) to see each other actually I think we have the same flight home so that's exciting uh, what about the conditions? I mean, we, we spoke about them a few weeks ago and the humidity and the heat. Well, you've had a lot of rain as well since I left Tokyo. It's sort of been raining nonstop. So how have you been coping with all of that? Um, I think I first got here and, and thought, well, like, am I going to get to use all my heat preparation? Because it's just raining and there's no sun. But um, equally, I mean, that might happen on the day. So we still trained in it and dealt with it. Today, it was stunning and beautiful and hot but I had a rest day so I didn't go to the track (laughs) so but um tomorrow should be the same so I think tomorrow will be my first taste of of what it could be like if things are at its hottest but for me I just think 
my body and my muscles just love it. So I'm, I'm quite excited. Okay, so you've acclimatized, you've got over all the jet lag and you're just really in, are you in the zone yet? So how do you, how you seem laid back? Where, when do you get into like a serious zone? Oh, watch me on competition day. <laughs> I think um, you've got to manage it because, you know, emotions can be exhausting. And, you know, on, on one level, all of us are, you know, we're kind of all, there's a little bit of anxiety and anticipation and excitement and, and nerves. You get the whole kind of, just all of them jumbled up there at once. I think for me, really, it's kind of like a day or two before it's like, right, you know, get your headspace now. But even even now, um, I probably, I have a bit of a ritual where I have to set aside, you know, a half an hour, sometimes an hour each day just to clear my mind out. And, and I do that by writing. And, and that's been really important for me. Uh, I just need a clear head. What do you write? Um, so actually, it's this exercise that I heard on a podcast once, and that's what a lot of artists do. And it doesn't actually even matter what you write, you just write. And it's almost like, you know, how you clean your kitchen, that's you cleaning, you know, your, your, your brain. And if things come up, then you deal with it. You know, if things happen that you find yourself what's the word, ruminating on, I mean, it's just not helpful. So you just deal with it, get rid of it, get a fresh start and then, and then carry on. Do you remember our last conversation? It was a Friday evening, you were back in Loughborough and I, I asked, what's the most exciting thing that happened to you in the last month? And you said, oh yeah, I'm, I'm off to Henley. Uh, to learn to be an executive coach. Yes. <laughs> so I'm like, yeah, so I've, I've now done semester two and um, it, it's worked out perfectly because I have a big break, a seven week break um, that, that crosses the um, the Paralympic. Although I am currently here, I've got a paper to write. So um, oh, I've been the, doing that. that the coach's guess. handbook. Yeah. Yeah. Coach's handbook. Um, that's been so great though. Um, I've absolutely loved all of my, all of my classmates and, I think it's also given me a different set of tools with which to deal with um, some of the different things that have gone on, which was a bonus. Right. Okay. So you're going to be using it in the next week or so as you prepare for competition. How are you feeling then? Are you uh, up for it? You must be. Uh, yeah, I am actually. Um, when I first came out here, my first training session was not so awesome. And I was kind of like, oh man, that's not good. Uh, but then my session on Wednesday was awesome. And so um, I've got uh, another big session tomorrow. And then that's, um, that's it really. I mean, not that that's it, but we're still doing some stuff, but you, you know, you're not doing much before your competition because, because you're tapering. Um, so yeah, I think I need to nail tomorrow and then, you know, that, that's it, that there's nothing else you can do. And so you can either sit and stress about it or you can just enjoy it. And I'd rather enjoy it. That's long jumper Steph Reed and check out earlier episodes of Destination Tokyo for more about her backstory and how Steph got into Paralympic sport. And you can also find out quite a lot about Steph on her social media feeds. She's particularly gotten to TikTok in the last few weeks. You can find her at Run Jump Steph. Now on to the sprinter Thomas Young. Like Steph, he trains out of Loughborough. I spoke with Thomas before he left for Japan. He's a triple European champion. He won silver at the Worlds in Doha in 2019. But this is his first Paralympics. And Thomas told me where his Paralympic dream began. I had no clue my impairment could, you know, qualify me for a Paralympic event. So once my coach told me that it was possible, that was 2017. So probably like September 2017, when I first realised I wanted to do this as a career. Really? So uh, that's relatively recently, isn't it? And can you tell me then how you got into the sport? 
I've always loved to compete, so ever since primary school I've I've been an athlete, so I've competed at county level in able-bodied events, so I joined my club Charmwood and then carried on running and then now went to the uni, competed there and now I'm doing all of this as a career and I'm really enjoying it. Always at the same distance? I used to do middle distance as a kid but as I've got older I realised I enjoy sprinting more so I moved to sprinting in 2014. Uh, you mentioned your impairment earlier, what, what is that and how does that affect your, your training and your competing? My impairment's called NF1 and it affects my coordination so um, when, I come, when I'm training, when I'm competing my coordination is impaired. And how do you work on that then? What particular obstacles does it pose for you? I just try, you know, and compete and be as competitive as possible, you know. Some things can be, you know, can be, you know, looked on. Some things can't be. So you've just got to work out what works for you, really. And, you know, if you can find a way to try and overcome something, overcome it. Some things you can't overcome, you know, just try and, you know, find your best to train through it and realise why that is. Um, how have you found the last year or so? It's been pretty disruptive. There was a time when you couldn't come down here at all. How did you cope with that? It's been really interesting, of course. The first few weeks of um, lockdown, I was outside in the garden competing, uh, running in fields. So um, once I was allowed back down, um, I enjoyed the training even more. I loved it before, but once you realise you can't do something, once you're allowed to do it again, you love it even more. So... Since I've been back since like June last year, it's been every day has been really enjoyable with really? my coach and my group. Yeah, so it showed you what you you were missing there. Exactly. Yeah. So with eight weeks now to Tokyo, hopefully I'm going to enjoy it even more and take every day as a learning curve. Uh, now it is an individual sport, but you mentioned it there. You enjoyed every day with your coach and your group. How important is it to to have that sort of team bonding? It's really important if you can't enjoy a sport, you know, it's not you're not going to be as successful in it. So the main thing is, you know, enjoying a sport, you know, and finding something that you love doing as well as just, you know, competing because, you know, either you're good or, you know, just because you want to be an athlete. But if you love a sport and you love competing and, you know, you can and you can enjoy it too, it's going to be a really good part of your life. I think every time I've seen you down here, you've got a smile on your face, so you really do <laughs> sort of live that, enjoy it. Oh, I'm glad, thank yeah. you. And, and how about the, the Europeans this year? What, what, you know, coming away with the, the gold medal there, what did that mean to you? It meant a lot because, you know, with the Europeans being delayed too, wouldn't you? Like last year, I was really excited to go out there to bid gosh and compete, but being told that everything had to wait a year you know was upsetting but it gave me time to learn you know so I think in the long run having that extra year off and learn new things because as an athlete we're always learning but being a new athlete I've got more to learn so being able to have that extra year with my coach you know has given me um, a lot to learn and I've learned a lot too. And yes your first Paralympics you're wearing the shirt with pride today um do you feel you've got a, got a bit to learn about the whole sort of games and how, you know, the people must have talked about the village and the transport that you need, a very sort of different environment? 
exactly. I've been told that it's going to be different being in the Olympic Village and I think a lot of it I'll have to experience for myself but I've spoken to my friends on the team and they've told me what to expect and to expect different things because of the pandemic so yeah. I think I'll have to you know, listen to, listen to them, take their advice but mainly go out there you know, and you know um, as this is my first game you know, actually experience it for myself and then you know I can learn them that I can learn them that in the future to um, yeah for you, years to come. Yeah, you you tell me your temperament, but you strike me as someone who who's not easily phased by anything. You take things in your stride. Yeah, I just try, you know, you know, things I can, you know, change or try and change, but some things you just can't change. So yeah. with a pandemic, of course, my parents can't come and watch me compete. You know, it's upsetting but understandable. So. I'll have to go out there and just compete as they and just pretend, and just like and just compete and pretend they're there watching me, you know, and just you know, yeah. try and treat it as it's normal as possible, really. Yeah. Uh, well, it'll be an amazing summer. Thank, thank goodness we've got this far. Uh, great to see you on the team today. Must be a thrilling moment. And thanks right. very much Cheers, for chatting. Cheers, thank you. Cheers, Tom. Cheers, thank you. That's sprinter Thomas Young and earlier long jumper Steph Reed, both based out of Loughborough both hunting down medals at the Paralympics in Tokyo. Thanks very much for listening today. On the next episode, I've got another sprinter, Richard Whitehead, gold medalist in London, gold medalist and silver medalist in Rio, but only got one event in Tokyo, and he talks quite a bit about that in tomorrow's Destination Tokyo. Thanks again for listening. See you later. Bye-bye.